0: Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. If you were a caterpillar, how many of you would like to stay a caterpillar and never be a beautiful butterfly? I'm glad you didn't raise your hand. <laughs> a butterfly is much better. People like butterflies. Yeah. Uh, beautiful. So many different colors. Uh, no one wants to be a caterpillar. That's good. And... That is what we're talking about for those who are guests. And uh, we're talking about those who have missed us some sessions. We're still on our series called Transformed. And we said that uh, we gave you an assignment. The first uh, message I did, we gave you an assignment to memorize Romans chapter 12, verse 2. We gave you that assignment. We also gave you an assignment to. Uh, Seek God to find out what areas he wants you transformed in because God wants us to be more and more like him. And that's what transformation is all about, being more and more like Jesus Christ. And the the last assignment we gave you was to uh, make sure that you then start doing what God has said to do. So we want to memorize the scripture, seek God, and then start on our transformation transformations in in the area God told you. I also said that this is what God has led us to for the year of 2017. We're not going to wait till January to start our, our, our new year's resolutions. We want to start being transformed now. We want to start on what God wants us to do in 2017. Now the rest of this year, which is to be more and more like Christ. Transformation It's all about moving in sanctification. That's all it is, moving in sanctification. God has said be conformed uh, to the image of Jesus Christ. That's what God says that we are to be doing. So if we're going to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, it's a daily, daily walk. It's not a one-time thing. It's a daily walk. We said last week we talked about uh, well, two weeks ago, we talked about spiritual transformation. Last week, we talked about mental transformation. This week, we're talking about emotional transformation. So there are areas of transformation we're going to talk about. Uh, we, we, we might get to physical transformation. We might uh, get to uh, some other types of transformation. Uh, but uh, one thing for sure is I want to stay on this one today uh, more than one day which is emotional transformation, because next week I want to start on some areas of emotional transformation that's very important. There are areas of transformation in the emotional realm that affects the body of Christ as well as the world much, 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 much all the time. And it it's really can cause a lot of heartache in a lot of different areas, whether it be relational uh, in your husband and wife situation, whether it be in your work situation, if we are not transformed emotional. So let's, uh, go to our, uh, scripture memorization, Romans 12 chapter two, uh, and you might have it in different translations, uh, but, uh, I'm sure you have it in some translate translation. You, you know what it is, um, uh, uh, let's uh, all say it together. I know you're okay with that. Uh, some do it out of King James. Some do it out of New American uh, Standard. But do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you know the will of God. What is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is? Okay, and that, that uh, acceptable means that is. Is his uh, his well pleasing, okay? Well pleasing will of God is. Now that's Romans twelve, chapter twelve, Romans chapter twelve, verse two. Now I love that verse because that verse tells me that I'm not to be conformed to the world. I'm not to let the world press me into its, its mold. It's telling me. Uh, what is the alternative to that? Be transformed, be metamorphosized like a caterpillar into a butterfly. I want to be metamorphosized into what God wants me to be. I want to transform my mind. Be transformed in your mind. And, and so when, I, when we talk about mind, we're talking about the seat of emotions, the seat of emotions. We're talking about our desires. We're talking about our feelings. Emotions are dealing with your feelings. And your feelings affect your mind. It affects your physical body. When, when I get fearful, you say, say, say if you're walking uh, down the street and here's a dog with a chain being drugged behind it, and it's, and, and it's a big dog, and, and, and he's growling his teeth and he's running at you, your heart might start beating fast. You see, because it'll start affecting, fear affects me physically. My heart starts beating. Now, why would my heart start beating? That's physical. Because of emotions. You see? So, uh, it, it affects you. It's very important for us to understand that we're talking about when it's say mind, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the heart. You know, out of, out of the heart comes the issues of life. So you want to protect that. And so if I say, what is the heart? Mind, will, and emotions. Mind, will, and emotions. So when I'm talking about our mind, I'm talking about our heart, but I'm also talking about our emotions. So God wants us to transform our emotions also. Not only... Or we're talking about our emotions. We're talking about our passions. We're talking about those things that affect our thinking. All that's dealing with your mind. Now, let's go a little further on this because it, it begins to be very important to realize that in the world system, what happens is that people say, follow your heart. Follow your heart. You know, if you want to make a decision, if you don't know what to do, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Well, that that, that is just as, well, let's use a, a nice word. That is just, that's, that's silly. That's foolish. If you ever follow your heart and your heart is not lined up with the will of God, and the world of God, that's foolishness. That's foolishness. So the world says, follow your heart. How do you feel? What, you know, what do you feel about this thing? Don't go by what you feel. Don't go by what your heart may say. And your heart, we know, again, is your mind will and emotions so don't go by your emotions go by what the will of god is let's look at a verse that i'm sure you know about proverbs let's go to proverbs uh, chapter 28 uh, verse 26 let's go there and you'll see what we're talking about when, we, when we're talking about the world system and how it doesn't align up with the word of god see you say, well, we're talking about emotions today. Yes, we're talking about, we're laying the foundations for messages on our emotions. But it's very important to lay a good foundation for our emotions because people go by how they feel. They go by what they think. And I tell people, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you today, I don't care what you think. Do you hear what I'm saying? I hope you don't care what I think. What I think is not important. What you think is not important. What God, if it's, if it's different from the word of God, am I correct? What, what you want is what does God say? That's what you want. What does God say about this? Not what do you think about this? Because everyone has an opinion. As many people in this room, there are many different opinions in this room. Yeah. As many people there in the world, there, there are so many different opinions. Everyone has an opinion. I'm not interested in opinions. I'm interested in the word of God and the will of God. Because we can stand on that. Remember? We can stand on that because the word of God will never pass away. Heaven therefore will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. So in this church, that's what is held in high esteem is the word of God in the right context. Not just the word of God, but in the right context. We're not going to use it out of context. So it says in verse 26, he who trusts in his own heart, am, am I reading right? He's a fool. Now, I don't want to trust in my heart. So if, 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 if you're asking your friend for advice and they say, well, just follow your heart. Just follow your heart. Well, they, they mean well, don't they? but they are not wise. They're not wise. It said, but he who walks wisely will be delivered. So you want to walk wisely. A wise person is not going to walk according to his heart. He's going to walk according to the word. Walk after the spirit. The word of God said. You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Let's go through another one. Since you, you know, I'm telling you, the world system wants you to go by your feelings. Satan wants you to go by your feelings because he messes with your mind all the time because I said the battle is in your mind, and so we said the mind is a a seat of your emotions, and he wants to mess with your emotions. He wants to get you to feel a certain way. Well, the pastor didn't speak to you today. He saw you. He doesn't like you. (laughs) Oh, see, he's messing with your emotions. He's trying to get you to feel a certain way. I won't come back to that church because the pastor doesn't like me. Oh, okay. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 17. This is a neat verse. that I learned that I said, wow, this is is not good to go by your heart. I want to transform this heart. The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. The King James said, wicked. Now you see why God says that He wants us to transform our mind. He wants our mind metamorphosized. He wants our mind to be changed over. He wants our mind to go in the cocoon of the word of God and come out a butterfly when we read this word, memorize this word, confess this word. He wants us to to come out of this thing saying we are word oriented. That's what we are word oriented. so I don't go by how I feel because I know that how I feel is dealing with my mind. I want to go by what the word of God says because the word because the, the word is not deceitful, but my heart is, can be deceitful if it's not dealing if it's not on his word. Now from now on. Never, never, never walk by your feelings. Okay? You say, well, well, suppose my feelings are sanctified. Well, my feelings have, have gotten so that it's been transformed. Well, if your feelings have been sanctified, if your feelings have been transformed to the will of God, that that good, that perfect, that uh, well pleasing—which is uh, what it means—will of God, then walk by your feelings. But my feelings—I don't think my feelings have ever been right, really. Because a lot of times my feelings go along with my eyes, my in my senses. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like for instance, you can you can um, go to a foreign country. I've, I've been to. Africa, a long time, and what what, what they, they they give you something? Never ask them what it is because that would be good because <laughs> because you find out what it is you say oh. oh. Um, I see some stuff they put on my plate, and my eyes see it. I feel like it's not gonna be good, <laughs> and it's like. Brussels sprouts for some people, you know, something that, you know, you know, you know, you know, you say, well, well, man, it doesn't like. It can be a lot of different things, uh, but that is actually good. Uh, things like okra, you know, okra, you know, that, that is stuff. have y'all ever eaten that? And the slimy stuff, is, you know, I don't eat okra. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Uh, so I don't eat it because it doesn't look good but some things that don't look good don't smell good are good for you are good for you Uh, some things you don't feel like doing is actually exactly what you need to do Uh, I don't know how many of you feel like getting up early early every day going to work and then on Sunday morning you had to get up early and come to church. I don't know how many of you you wake up, Woo! yes oh, it's so good to go to the house of the Lord I can't wait. I don't know how many of you feel like that I don't I really don't. But I know it's good for me. I know it's it's the will of God. But I don't feel like it. Uh, it, I'm just telling you like it is. Y'all tracking with me? Okay. You don't feel like doing everything. Uh, How many of you feel like being nice to people all the time? I don't feel like being nice to people all the time. Some people, you know, sometimes you don't. You wish you don't have to see somebody, you know, because you say, "Man, I don't want to see anybody today. I just don't want to see anybody. I just I don't want to talk to anybody." And it's unfortunate if you're married because <laughs> because you have to, you have to, yeah, you really do, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You just don't feel like it. And somebody said, Well, you must got up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. You know? There's no wrong side, There's no right side. It's just sometimes you don't feel like you know you normally would be. So we're not we're not gonna walk by our feelings. We're gonna walk by the word of God. Now let's let's show you what the word of God says, how we can make sure we are being transformed emotionally. We're going to go over about seven, six or seven steps that would help you to make sure you're being transformed emotionally. Now, it's going to be, I, I don't want you to memorize these steps. I gave you five steps last week, and we'll go over those five. Matter of fact, those five steps are in your bulletin that we went over last week. We're not going to have you memorize the steps. I just want you to memorize a scripture where it's found a scripture reference, okay? This is what I want you to memorize, a scripture reference, and you always have it. If you, if you follow this, this scripture reference, you will, and you obey it now, you will be transformed emotionally. Okay, let's turn to Colossians chapter 3. Would I to turn to? Now Colossians chapter 3 is the scripture. Every step is in this scripture and, and one of them I'm pulling from another scripture but it's still to, to highlight it but it's still in the scripture. Okay, let's start in verse 1. Colossians chapter 3 verse 1 Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ. Yeah, when, 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 when Paul said, if you have been raised with Christ, he really doesn't mean if you've been raised with Christ. He doesn't mean that. That if is just there to be understood as therefore since you have been raised with Christ. It's because Paul is talking to the Colossians church. So, so it's not, it's not trying to put in a doubt in, in the Colossians' mind or our mind that, well, if you're in here, and you, you, if you have been raised with Christ. No. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, now here's that one. It says, they'll keep seeking. Does that keep? Yep. Keep seeking the things which are above. Now, keep seeking is in the imperative, in the present imperative, meaning that it's a continuous or repeated action. It means you have to do this over and over and over. You'll never stop doing this as long as you live. It says, I want you to keep seeking the things above. Now, it tells you what things above you want to keep seeking. It's not talking about the stars. He's not talking about, the, the, you know, the, the, the bright sun, not the moon. He's talking about where Christ is. Where is Christ? Seated at the right hand of God. And seated at the right hand of God is seated in at, at a position of power, isn't it? He is the one that has been given power and authority over all things on earth. He said, I want you to keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. I want you to keep seeking that. If you just remember that, that's the first thing that you want to do if you're trying to transform yourself emotionally, transform your emotions, you're saying, I got to keep seeking the things above. That's what, That's where my mind has to be. My mind, which is the seat of my emotions, I have to be having them where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now, I know that you know practically Practically, how is that going to work out? I'm here on earth. How am I, I don't even see Christ seated at the right hand of God. I know it says that I am seated with Christ also, aren't we? We're seated with Christ at the right hand of God also. So it says our life is here with Christ and God too. So how is that practically worked out? I have to look in this scripture and I got to see all what Christ has said, all he's done. And we know that that all the prophets and the law is, is speaking of Christ. But in the New Testament, especially in the Gospels, it tells us specifically how Christ was. Then in the, in, in the epistles, it explains to, to us by his uh, apostles, it explains to us exactly what Exactly Christ did, how he acted, what he felt about this, what he felt about that. You know? How did he respond when his mother and brothers came to him and say, Hey, the people say, Hey, your 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 mother and, and brothers, they, they they out there, they, they 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 came to get you. What did he say? How did he respond? You say the scripture tells us all of this how did he respond when he he saw uh, uh, something that, that he didn't like how did he respond did he ever get an attitude about anything you know one of these nasty attitudes about something hey look look God I am tired of these people you sent me down here to save they will not obey me, they, uh, they, they act like they're religious, but they're not. They're, they're just whitewashed walls. They're Pharisees. They're, 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 hey, look, beam me up because I'm tired. <laughs> is, is, is he like that? All they do is come to me when they want some food. They want me to multiply the fish. They want me to multiply the bread. They want me to do the... Do all this. And then they're so wasteful, I send a basket around to pick up the pieces, and they didn't want to put the pieces in there. Did he ever complain about anything? What did you hear him complain about? He tells us, don't grumble, right? Well, see, I have to have that same attitude. Seek those things above. That's how I know what's above. Christ does not grumble. He doesn't complain. So if he doesn't complain, then if I'm complaining, my mind is not on Christ and the things of Christ. My mind is on selfish things or whatever it is. You see how I'm talking about practically working things out. That's very important, see, because that's the only way I can get my emotions right because, because we can all get emotional about things, can't we? We can all get emotional about things. We can get fearful about things, and we're going to talk about some of those things uh, that, that that God gives us that that will. he doesn't want us to fall prey to that we tend to fall prey to, and he wants us. To overcome these things because these are some of the chief chief uh, tools of the enemy. And we're going to go over one or two of them uh, next week. And I think I'm going to call it something like peace stillers or joy stillers. Something like that. But I'm telling you that that's the number one thing to do. Number two. Set your mind. That set your mind is the same thing. It's a present imperative. It means continuous or repeated action. It says set your mind on things above. And he already said he wants us to seek the things above. Now he says set your mind on things above. Now we know he's saying be mindful of that means that I want, you to, I want your emotions to be set on things above. And it says not on things on the earth. Not on things on the earth. What's on the earth? That's where we are, isn't it? Everything is on the earth. What we see, what we smell, what we do. What people do to us, or, or what they say to us, what we say to them, our jobs, all those things on the earth, isn't it? Our marriage, all those things on the earth. And he says that, I want you to set your mind, and one version, I think, can you just say, set your affection, and that's, that still is part of the mind. You know, that's the seat of emotions, it's your passions, it's your affections. It's the same same thing. If you look up in the Greek mind, it'll say affections also is in there. Set your affections on things above and not on things on the earth. That's number two. I said, wow. 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 Now, what does that mean? Because he's telling me that I like affections too uh, because it tells me uh, that I can be affectionate about a lot of things. Uh, matter of fact, I was watching a game last night, uh, Clemson and Louisville, and it went down to the wire. So I, just, I stayed up to 12 o'clock watching this thing, and my affections was woohoo. Man, I mean, this went down. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. If your team is playing, uh, you know, this is it, right? If they play, if they play a, a, a game, probably during church hour, you probably wouldn't come to church. Some of you would because your affection would be where. Well. I mean, he says that set your mind on things above. There is no game going to be played in heaven. Louisville not going to play. Clemson in heaven. Right? Oh, you, you think so? You think Dallas is going to be playing in heaven? <laughs> Risking is not, I guarantee you. <laughs> but see, we're supposed to, and see, when, when I start, those first two things, when it says, when they tell me, I want you to seek the things above, and when it says, "I want you to set your affection on things above," I said, "Wow, man, you are killing everything that I like to do. you don't know what I'm talking about? What I like to watch, what I like to talk about right? He's helping us to. To do what? Transform our emotions. Cause we get emotional about things on the earth, don't we? Yes we do. Listen why he says those two things. Number three is in verse three. So we went over two things. You don't have to memorize them because they're right here in the Bible. Number three is for you are you have died. That's number three. For you have died, and your life is hidden. With Christ in God. So if, if, if you have died, why would your affections be on things of the earth? Why would you seek the things on earth if you, if you have died, if you're dead? his matter of fact, he says your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ appears, you shall appear with him in glory, it says. So it's telling us that in the future, when Christ appears, you're going to appear. We don't, another scripture said, I don't know what we're going to be like, but I know what we're going to be like as He is. We're going to be like Him. So it's telling us here that I can set my affection on things ab- above and not believe. I can seek the things above and not believe because I have died. Where do we die at? On the cross. See, we died with Christ, right? Because He died for us. So so we died on the cross with him uh, figuratively. And, and it says here in number four, let's go down to verse, well, let's go to verse four. When Christ, who is our life, is re- revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. Number five, verse five is number four. Therefore, since you have died, since you have died, you now number one was you're going to seek. Number two, you're going to set. Number three, you died. Number four, because you're dead. Isn't that interesting? He says, therefore, consider yourself, your members on earth, as dead. Well, if I died, obviously they're dead. But now, now since he's saying you died figuratively, we're not really dead, right? Because we learned that in, in Galatians. We're crucified with Christ, nevertheless we live. Yeah, not I. But so, so we know that. So we're saying, what do you mean consider your members dead on earth? Well, you have a body. You have, you, you, you have a body, and you, you have a physical uh, 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 Adamic nature in you that wants to kick and scream and do what it wants to, even though you're dead. Have you seen things? If you cut the head off, it'll still wiggle and jump around. Have you ever chopped the head of a chicken off? You have. Well, when I was young, that's what my aunt and me used to do. We used to raise chicken, and when you get ready to eat chicken, you, you, you out go out there and get a chicken and wring the neck. And man, the chicken jump around. The chicken jump around and jump around. It's dead, but it keeps jumping. It keeps jumping. And it says, Mr. Doris, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Okay, and it keeps jumping. And and that's what our bodies doing. Our uh, uh, damn it, and they just keep jumping, jumping, jumping. It says that you dead now. Stop jumping around to immor- immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, which amounts to idolatry. That's what it's saying. Then it says, let's go down to um Another, number five. That was number four and number five. I want you to put them all aside. let as put off. So we want to seek. We want to set. Because we died. We want to, therefore, kill our members on the earth to immorality, all those type of things, impurities. It says I want you to put off. Or put aside, the, the, really it's the old man. It tells that in Ephesians, but it's, it's the old man. We had to put aside what? Anger, wrath, malice, slander, abusive speech from our mouths. Do not lie to one another since you laid aside the old self with his evil practices. meaning to put it off. Then it says, Put on. In between that, in Ephesians 4:23, let's read that. In verse 4, verse 23, of Ephesians 4, it says that he wants to put on the new self, which is in likeness like God, being created in righteousness. So he wants to put on something, and. We're gonna put it on, and it says here, and have put on the new self, who's being renewed to the true knowledge, according to the image of the one who created him. So, what do we? What are we doing? How do we renew our emotions? Transform our emotions, because. Transformation is a uh, renovation, is a renewal. How do we do that? Number one, I'm going to seek the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. I'm going to set my mind or my affections on things above, not on earth, because I've died. And my life is here with Christ. And when Christ appears, I will appear with him in glory. And Number four, I know I have died, but I'm going to kill my members. I'm going to stop my members from jumping around and acting foolish towards things that sees. Like I don't want to be my flesh to be going towards immorality and impurity and all these things like that. I don't want that. I want to really put off this old man. I want to put off anger, wrath. Malice. I want to put those things off. I want to put on the new man, which is renewed after the knowledge of God. I want to put it on. Now, if I do those things, I will have renewed my, as, be re- in renewing my emotions because I'm looking at the word of God. I'm look, trying to find out how Jesus is. I want to know him. That's what Paul says. To, I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to be conformed to his death. I want to know him. And, and, and so that's what we want to know. We want to know Christ. I want to know him. And I want to know him, how he responded in every area. I want to know him. How can I not be angry? How how, how was Jesus? Did he ever get angry? Did he ever sin? Did Jesus ever sin? No, he didn't sin. How can we not sin then? Well, it says that we are dead. Our life is here with Christ. And so Christ is supposed to be living through us, isn't he? We're supposed to be walking by the Spirit And not by the flesh. It says in Galatians, if we walk by the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that's the only way I can walk in purity. I can walk without sin is that I have to allow him to walk through me. And the only way I can do that, I have to get these emotions in line with the word of God because my emotions determine how I act how I think, what I say. My body language is determined by my emotions a lot of times. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I have to get my emotions under control. We'll talk about more about emotions, or specifically some specific emotions that God wants us to get a handle on this year, leading into 2017. There's, there's there's our four emotions that God wants us to. He, he said, "You you get this right. You get this right." Now, as you have been praying and, and as you have memorized the scripture of Romans chapter 12, verse two, and you've asked God, "God, what areas do you want me to be conformed in?" That's what I want you seeking. And as we're teaching these messages, I know he's going to speak to you. I know he's going to speak to you. And, and, and I know that I shared one with you, and I'm working on, he's working with me on two right now. And so uh, you be aware that he's going to be working on you, on your emotions being transformed. Don't, don't, don't take it lightly, these messages. Because this is the will of God that we be conformed to the image of God. Okay. Listen. Receive communion. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia, at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com. Contact us by email: cornerstone com at comcast dot net. Or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance on you and give you peace.